You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. All right, Paul, so we, took, we touched on your signing your deal with Warrington, mate, so just talk us through what you remember from that first year then. Yeah, obviously, you know, going through to the uh, to the academy, uh, it was, it was a, I have nothing but great things to say about Warrington. You know, how, how they was with me from from start to finish. Um, it was a it was a great setup. You know, initially into the into the academy, uh, and then progressed into quickly into the the reserve grade, where you've got a bit more, you know, relationship then with with the the senior players and the first teamers. I know every. Every Saturday as well, we used to do like a club session. So it was like all of the first team, the reserve grade and, and the academy boys as well. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm training with Jonathan Davis and Kelly Shelford and players like that. And who we, we were great with, you know, the young kids as well. You know, just inspiration to to progress into that team. And, you know, uh, yeah, it went, it, the, the move went, went quite well. You know, I... Uh, Said progressed from the, the academy and reserve grade and, and into the, the first grade in the back of that that first ninety four ninety five season. Yeah. So when you when you're signing, mate, what how, how does it work? So is it a bit like what you want for saying you go and people reach it and go you have you have as of age now uh, where interest is. So is that how it was back then, or was it? Well, like your fish interest. I, I mean. Um, back then, you know, as I don't know, it was uh, it was legal or illegal or against the, the the governing body rules or what. That you know, obviously, we used to get scouts coming watching us at, at, at town team at, at club rugby, uh, and then they come in and they at Warrington, this is what we're going to offer you. Uh, yeah. You get this now, you get this on your birthday, everything up until, and then from from sixteen, that comes into play. Uh, and, and you're a professional player at Warrington, so yeah, mine was mine was when I was 14. Uh, yeah. and that just literally goes in the safe, and you know you speak to there, there are a number of clubs. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much how it how it happened. And then once once you you're in, you, you know the date that you're going to sign, and you, you you're over training at Warrington. You know we probably two or three nights a week um, when I started. Yeah, so. That first year went pretty well, mate. How was your How was your second? Well, your first full season, we'll say. So that pre-season, talk us through that, and how you filtered in. Yeah, so obviously pre-season, then I'm, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the first team, uh, first team setup. You know, probably still a, a kind of fringe player, um, but you know, I had some good games, and and there was a lot of positive talking. I was kind of like the, the representative for, for the for the first team. You know, with a, with a lot of media stuff over the over the off season, you know, with a look to, to go in. And then it was it was kind of the, the short and I don't you remember it, the centenary season, because I think the new Super League was was going into the summer season the following year. So right. we had a kind of a shortened in between season, taking it from obviously from winter into the summer. Okay. Um so that was that year and then obviously Super League started from from ninety six. And at the back end of that mate, you've again you touched on it so how how is it to get that first call up to to the Great Britain tour and that first meet? How do you feel when you're walking in a room full of internationals? Yeah, um, well, I'd, I'd actually had a bit of a taste before it. I um, I got picked for the the England World Nines team, which was was over in Fiji in the February uh, right. of night of '96. 
Uh, I remember Phil Lowe, uh, obviously Great Britain, OKR legend. He was he was England Great Britain team manager at the time. Uh, he rung me. Uh, it, it was funny because we we'd always holidayed in England as well, so I didn't even have a passport. Yeah. Uh, and he said, he's "Like <laughs> you've been you've been selected for um, you've been selected for for the England World Nines, and you know we're off to we're off to Fiji." Uh, so that was that was I mean massive for me and. Um, you know, then being in in that environment, you know, with the likes of Faz and Dennis Betts and Bobby Gould and, you know, them players. Yeah. Um, you know, superstars of, of Super League. And uh yeah, so and and that nines tour went really well. I had, I had I had a real good competition. And then it was the back end of that year in ninety six that I got selected for obviously for the main six week Lions tour. Um Back to Fiji, where, where I'd just been, uh, Papua New Guinea and, and New Zealand. Yeah, so for a young lad, mate, six weeks is a long time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was a. It was a long time. I mean, I was with. I was with me, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. It was a longer. It was a longer six weeks, but you know, great certainly for for a young lad as well. Um, yeah. You know, being around. You know some of them players, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was special, and, and obviously you know seeing the world as well, and, and going to places like Fiji and PNG, you know, experiencing that and playing as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah, it was my chance of a lifetime. Yeah, something you probably never dreamed of either, mate. Is it? It's just it's somewhere you only ever heard about. I suppose that you get. A yeah, yeah, and certainly certainly so young. I mean, it was always played for Great Britain and all that was was always on my radar. I always wanted to. I always wanted to to make it to the top when I decided that you know I wanted to be a, a full time professional player. Yeah. Um, I'd always I'd always trained that way, um, and you know when you when you finally do that, it was a yeah it was a big uh, it was a special moment. Yeah. So what what things stick out for that '96 season then before we chat on about the big move because obviously you've done something right, mate, didn't you? Yeah, I had, a, I had a good year with uh, I had a good year with with Warrington. Um, you know, we had we had a we had a decent season as well. You know, there's a lot of young players coming through. That was the that was the reason I chose Warrington as well. I mean, they had a they had a great affinity with with Oldham kids. Um, you know, yesterday Harris was a was a friend of mine. You know, growing up, our dads worked together, and uh, yesterday obviously was was a couple of years older than me, and he he'd gone to Warrington, which I knew it was a it was a club who'd who'd give you your opportunity. Whereas I'd seen like some of the other clubs, you know, a lot of a lot of great players from, say, like when I played um, for Lancashire under 13s, and you, you'd see like the under 16s, which was which was Andy Farrell's age. He was three yeah. years older than me, and it was always like 11s, 13s, 16s. Yeah. And you'd see some of them great players who, who were in the, the under 16s and they'd sign pro, and you never heard of them again. You know, a lot of them had, had like gone to to Wigan. Yeah. Where they never got that opportunity because Wigan at the time were you know did 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 sign you, you know your your top end Aussie and these lads had kind of fall by the wayside and I always thought you know I want to I want to I want to play the only way you can show is what is when you play yeah uh, and I knew Warrington was a place to to do that so that's why I chose I chose Warrington probably a lesser a lesser club certainly you know at the time yeah. success wise than Wigan and, and for less money but. To back myself, yeah, because if if you do it the way you do it and you work hard enough, that move will come eventually, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, and that's it. Yeah. You know, I'd always, I'd always back myself with the, with the, the, you know, 
to to work hard enough to to be able to achieve it. Yeah. So how does that move come about, mate? Who approaches who, and what are the talks like? And obviously, your dad's by your side, I suppose, through them chats. The, the move to Saints. The, to, to Saints. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, that that tour in '96 had a had a quite a big bearing on me, to be honest. I mean, playing with with some of the players that I've, I've mentioned, and these players are, are winning championships and playing in Challenge Cups. And Warrington was certainly a very different club than it is now. Um, it was always a club that, that struggled financially. You know, they'd always looked after me. I mean, um, salary wise and everything, you'd never get to the end of a contract. You know, they'd, they'd want to up, up, upgrade you to to keep you on a longer term and uh, I got I had a great relationship with Peter Hyam, who was the, the chairman at the time. Yeah. But it was it was well documented, you know. They, they were struggling financially. Um, you know, some months we were we were chasing wages down, wages were late. Um, and but the biggest one when we got back from the tour, uh, we sold Yestin to to Leeds. Yeah. Now, for me, probably Yestin was probably the best player in Super League at the time, and. If you've ambitions as a club to win things, you don't sell your best players. No. Um, so I, I asked for a meeting with Peter, and I just said I explained it. I just said I've you know I've got my own ambitions. I want It's not just about earning well, which I did at Warrington. It was about playing on the biggest stage, being the best player I could be, and and wanting to win things. Yeah. Uh, and I said I don't think I'm going to do that at Warrington. Um, so I said, would you would you grant me a transfer request? He said, begrudgingly, he said, I, I fully support. He said, I appreciate the way you've gone about it um, respectfully. And, you know, you've not tried pushing it through an agent to upset you to, to try and get the move or or whatever. And he said, I don't want to let you go. He said, but I know for, for, the, for the good of the club, um, it, it could save the club. So, I mean, it, it put me on the transfer market a million quid, which was... <laughs> Was obscene, obviously. You know, it'd be obscene now. Um, yeah. But he just said, I, "I, you know, I want, I want, I want uh, repaying handsomely for you." Um, so he put me on the transfer market, and then um, the first club that come in was the London Broncos. Uh, this was just when Richard Branson had, had took the Broncos. Oh yeah. Um, so literally the day after it went public, that I was on the transfer market. Uh, I got a call. It was a guy called Brad Rosser. Uh, and he phoned me up and just said, would you be willing to come and speak to us at the Broncos? So I said, yeah. I said, speak to everybody and then decide what's the what's the best for my career. Yeah. So he said, right, what are you, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, we had we had nothing on. So I uh, he said, right, well, we're going to send a... I lived in, in Springhead in, in, in Oldham. Right. He said, right, we're going to send a, a car to your house. going to send a limo for you. Take you down to, to Barton Airspace in Manchester. He said, we're going to send Richard's helicopter up for you. Fly you down to London, show you all the training facilities, house in Richmond where you'll live. He says, obviously, show Harlequin yeah. where we where we where we play. He says, and then it's on to to meet the man himself uh, at his house in Holland Park for dinner. And Didn't really want to end the I just remember, <laughs> I just remember uh, like telling Lindsay, I said, like, I said, thing is, she went, you're not signing for London, are you? I said. To be honest, I have no intentions of signing for London. So, but we're definitely going there tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, it happened exactly as I said it. Um, oh, what a day! What an experience! And uh, yeah, we we so we flew down, landed landed at Kempton Park, big 
flash red virgin helicopter, white leather seats, you know, landing at, at Kempton Park was met by Tony Curry, who was the, the coach at the time at the Broncos. Uh, and then I said they showed us all the thing. Then it was on to, to meet the main man. Now we, we turned up at this this gaff in Holland Park and uh, we were sat in like the lounge area. They said Richard's in a in a, in a meeting at the moment. Uh, it'll be through when he's when he's done. So we're all just sat there chatting. Uh, and he walked in, and it was funny. There was like the, uh, three couches in like a U shape with a little coffee table on the, in front of us, and he just walked straight over to me, just like lifted my leg up and started shining me my shoe with his shirt and he said so what have I got to do to get you <laughs> and I thought oh, Jesus 19 uh, year old Scally from, from Oldham and I've got a billionaire polishing my shoes oh, but it was um, yeah it was just it, it was so impressive their their ambitions and, and the, the, the people they were talking to and, and the players they wanted to sign I actually I actually agreed personal terms with, with Broncos there and then um, what was still to be negotiated was the transfer fee what they would pay Warrington which right. transfer fees are pretty much gone because of the Bosnian oh, yeah, ruling. So it's like, you know, you pay you pay half a million quid for me. You sign me on a two year deal. After that two year, I walk away for free. So yeah. it's a, it's a big risk for, for clubs. So that was still to be negotiated. Um, but then the, the you know the following week, Saints coming for me, and again, my only reason for leaving for leaving Warrington was to be successful and play on the big stage and. You know, Saints had just done back-to-back Challenge Cup wins in '96, '97, and for me, there was there was no there's there no other place to go. And uh, yeah, I chose Saints, and you know, the rest is history, as they say. And you had to make your own way, the pay for your own for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I had to bike it down to uh, <laughs> the Nosley Road to meet Malachi, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I look back at it now and. It was funny because I look back even further and look at the Broncos and probably 18 months after that, Branson had, had gone anyway and they never really uh, achieved or, no. or certainly you know backed up out a lot of the things that they, that they did promise. So, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a great move and uh, definitely no regrets. So do you remember a lot about your debut without me and who it was and what happened? Uh, my debut for Saints was yeah. against Featherstone away in the Challenge Cup. Oh, it was actually on the BBC. Yeah, I, uh, at Post Office Road at Featherstone. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I scored two tries on the on the on the right edge. Playing, I was opposite against uh, Paul Newlove's brother, Richard. Small world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, always a uh, always not a bad start, things, mate. Things to mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was a it was a good debut. So how did that first season go? And I was, I suppose, arriving on the big time. How was that? Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good season. Uh, probably we probably underachieved. We didn't we didn't win it for anything anyway. In uh, in '98, um, it was under under Sean McRae. Um, probably a bit of a, a different season for me. You know, going from kind of being one of the key figures at, at Warrington to then fitting in amongst another fifteen international players um, and finding your your kind of your role in the in the team. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, but it, 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 it was good. I mean, just to be to be in them big games and, and playing with some of the great players that I had, you know, I was fortunate to play with at international as well. Um, yeah. So it was. Yeah, it was. It was a good move. Yeah, is this when squad numbers were like established in that when the uh, Super yeah. League started? Yeah, so what, what's started. it like when you're looking in a crowd, maybe, and like your number will catch your eye? Is that a bit surreal when you? 
obviously you're still young than aren't you? Yeah, it, it, do you know what? It's it's still as surreal now. It's it's mad, you know, when obviously some of the games you know when they did the games through through COVID, through lockdown. Yeah. And they do all the the fans at home on the on the screen, what, what yeah. Sky did where they where they go into you know, a few times I've seen the Saints ones and they've got the Scully thirteen shirt pinned up on the hung up on the uh, on the wall, you know, with all the flags and yeah, and you think, you know, I'm I'm bloody hell, I'm thirteen years retired now and um it's, it's it's always nice to to see that and that you know the people have your, your name on the back of your shirt and yeah and I've been fortunate you know obviously to to keep that involvement with the with the club as well and and still be heavily involved in the game you know yeah it'd have been a shame to let someone like you go though mate but obviously rugby league sometimes made that mistake of letting that happen don't they so yeah um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, I've, I've been I've been very fortunate that you know and and my own stuff away from 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 rugby is still rugby related, you know, it's it's always yeah. been a, a massive part of my life. So that ninety eight season then, mate, when you, you deem yourselves as under underachieved, how's that end of season review going? A, a harsh word said, there's big signings made for you to go into ninety nine and Yeah, I mean probably the biggest signing was the was the coach. So Sean McCray, Sean McCray went, um yeah. and in come Ellery Hanley, who was who was my hero as a as a kid. So that that year ninety nine had a had a massive impact on me as a as a player. Um, that ninety eight season, I'd, I'd come from Warrington, you know, playing with the likes of Paul Cullen and guys like that, and it, it was a bit of that Warrington mentality, you know. They were always a, a physical side, you know. I mean, they used to call Wilderspool the zoo. Um, it was always kind of a team that was always tried to to be intimidating, and and I kind of bought into that when I when I was at Warrington and. Didn't mind the odd flare up and you know give the odd penalty and stuff like that. Um, I always remember one time I, and and I, I you know I, I hate myself for doing it. I, I cracked Chris joint in a we're playing. I played for Warrington against Saints and yeah. I, I cracked Jointy and I had all the respect in the world for Jointy. I'd, I used to ball boy for him at, at Oldham when he was a when he was a, a young player coming through on the Oldham first team and always been a good a good mate. Obviously through Great Britain and. And I cracked jointy, and he just said, "Oh, you, you shit house." He said, you, "You've been with you've been with that you've been with that Cullen too long, you." <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and when I when I played that first year at Saints, you know, I was probably still in a bit of that mentality and um, trying to be physical, and you know, probably pushing the pushing the law a bit too far. And uh, Ellery Ellery pulled me on that. Um, you know, and he always had a, a calm and influence. He was never a coach that raised his voice. He didn't need to. He was Ellery Hanley, you know. And yeah. He, uh, he pulled me and he said, listen, Scully, he said, you you know, you're too good for that. He said, you're too good a player. You don't need it in your game. Just, you know, look at your discipline. And that's all he needed to do. And I think from then on, you know, that had a, had a big bearing on, on, on my career and, and my discipline within the game. Yeah, so that year, mate, is the first season of silverware for you, isn't it? And Yeah. Um just talk us through key moments getting there first of all, mate. If that's okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a it was a big year, um, and I can't remember that much about about the actual season. Uh, yeah. I remember it, it was a tough pre-season with Ellery. It was always, well, he loved. It was never it was never the most technical of coaches. It was never the most technical technical of players. You know, I always I always remembered that of Ellery playing. It was never a good passer of the ball and never a good kicker. Um, what he was was an athlete and, and a winner 
Yeah. Uh, and I think he coached that way. He um, Everything we did had to be at full tilt. It was it had to be at your best. And I would say the biggest impact he had on us as a team was everybody wanted to train 100% every day because you was doing it for Ellery Hanley. Uh, and he had a massive impact on the play. I mean, at one point he had a fallout with the board and uh, he got... He got um, he uh, got not sacked um, they disciplined and, and he was away from the, the, the club for a while uh, and the players you know we had we had meetings with Ellery where we probably shouldn't have done yeah. um, just to show support so it, it, it meant a lot to us uh, and I think through that year um, that was the kind of things that, that, that got us through and certainly that, that final against Bradford in, in 99 um, that got us a success Right, so we'll we'll talk. What's that grand final week build up way? Yeah, I mean it was it was special for me. Um, it was it was the old reason I time for Saints. It was the old reason I wanted to play the game was to was to play in in finals. You know, I'd I'd gone as a kid to Challenge Cup finals at Wembley and you know Premiership finals at Old Trafford and things like that. And this was my turn to play in one now. And so the the build up was. Uh, yeah, we, I just remember like, briefly, you know, you, you do the suits and, and everything else that comes with it. And it's just a real, real good week. You know, everything's just about about the team and about, you know, the big occasion. Um, and then obviously, you know, to turn out turn out and make sure you put performance in on the night. Yeah, and is, is winning and getting something so early on in your, in your Saints career, did you ever take that for granted maybe a little bit? No, never, no. never. Never took it for granted, and you know, people say, "Oh, do you, you, you kind of not have you kind of not got the hunger for it once you've done it?" And I went a million times more. more yeah. Once you've sampled that and you, you feel what it's like to, to to win at Old Trafford and do the lap of honour with a trophy and stuff like that, I'm like, I want I want this. I want this three times a year in in yeah. every every uh, competition we're in. Um, yeah. And did that so go through the team? Did it, mate? Yeah, 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 it did. You know, we had a. Obviously, we had some great players, and um, yeah, and quite a young, certainly young spine, you know. So you looked at the likes of Paul Wellens, um, Sean Long, Kieran Cunningham, myself. So like you won, you won seven, nine, thirteen, which yeah. you know, a lot goes through them players that, that you know we 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 stuck together for ten years and plus. Yeah, but it's yours, done it. It's, it's a key part of a team, and it that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, and. Uh, you know, good lads as well, and that was that was the one of the biggest things we had at we had at Saints, and it's certainly something that Eamon brought in. Eamon McManus brought in. You know, we'd have Eamon would bring me up and say, you know, come for a beer, come and meet your fancy catching up some lunch, and they go right. Well, I'm uh, thinking of signing this man. Uh, we, we know what it's like on the field because we, we you know we get to see players and yeah. we see him play. He said, but you know, what's it like as a, as a bloke with a fit in? You know, and some some we've gone yeah, great player, but. Not our, not our kind of person, him, and, and he go right. We're not signing them then, and that was a great thing. We had a, we had a real good culture, yeah. real good. You know, I know people say it that you know you, you get a real good bond and team, but we did. Honestly, we, we'd, we'd, we'd tell you, you tell your wife that you, you're training on Wednesday when you get a day off, just so we can go and meet up and have some lunch <laughs> or go for a yeah. game of golf, whatever. Um, yeah, a real, real good bond of players. And you used to see that, you know, we train at 10 o'clock in the morning, quarter state, everybody's in having a brew and playing a bit of pool or darts or, you know, you, yeah. you actually enjoyed each other's company. And 
you know, when you when you're doing it tough on the on the field and you're willing to dig in for each other, um, that's that, that last that, tackle, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. that means a lot. Yeah. So that that's that's fine. Not only on the pitch, off the pitch, has had a fair bit of influence. Then and having that relationship, mate, is what sustains success, doesn't it? Yeah. So you just win that game and then you just play in the World Cup Challenge. How was that for your first time and how was that week? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it, it come at, always come at a funny time, uh, the World Club Challenge, because obviously you, you kind of straight into a into a, a big game on the back of a pre-season where you, you're you kind of a, a bit rusty match-wise because you, you've just done a, you know, you're super fit, but you're not match fit. And no, you, it's you, different, you certainly, yeah. You know, you know, it's... Uh, it is very different, and and we we played we played Melbourne Storm. Um, it was just a, a Brett Kamala show. It was literally yeah. we we just got absolutely run ragged, um, and you know that was uh, that was a big a big wake up call really for 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 the standard, you know, of of where we needed to get to. Yeah, so that season again was successful, mate, wasn't it? And it ends up being a derby grand final, so. Yeah. Before we touch on the grand final, mate, what's playing in that derby like? Oh, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better, you know, than than playing in a in a Saints Wigan get and, and and over that era as well, you know, the era I played in where there was very, very little separating them teams and a lot of the, the best players in the competition were from them two clubs. So yeah. you know it was always gonna be a close game. Nobody knew who was gonna win. Um, and it was always going to be fierce, you know, fierce between the crowds. Um, always a full house every time we played. Um, yeah, guaranteed so out. Yeah, yeah. they had the games, you know, to to run out of that tunnel um, to do your warm up and and the crowd just absolutely go berserk. It's just the best buzz. You know, somebody asked me the other day when when I, when I was at one of the games, and they said, "What's it like?" And or oh, "What do you miss?" And I went that where you run out of the warm up and you. It's just a, it's a money cap by experience. Yeah. So, before we touch on that, mate, there's I've been mad and I've told a few people I've I've got you on and that. This was it the Good Friday. <laughs> yeah, with Faz. Bash up, yeah. So, <laughs> what he mentioned, Marty Farsavalu, because he played against him when he first come for OKR, and he actually had a pretty solid career in rugby league, didn't he? But don't fear that he wasn't really what I imagine you thought he was going to be. But it all initiated from him, didn't it? it, it yeah, well, it, it started with, uh, with with our good friend, God bless his soul, uh, Terry Newton. Never yeah. uh, never shy in, in starting a fight with Terry. No. <laughs> um, and he's obviously, he's John Wilkins gone round to try and get to Terry. For dummy half, you know, he t- Will calls it marker. He's gone round to try and get the ball. And, and Terry's released it. And then obviously Will calls followed through. So Terry's not thought twice about, about lumping him. And then, Stephen Wilde jumped in. Now, I don't think Wilde was throwing punches, but it was kind of two on one. So you see Dom flying. see this and uh, <laughs> flying back. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, it's two on two. And then Faz running. Uh, Faz, Faz had an issue with, obviously, with, with Dom throwing punches at, at Wilder yeah. and started swinging him as well. So I just I just made it three all, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just ended up the, the buff between you, wasn't it? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Um, do you know what? And and it's funny how people always ask you and, and say, "Oh, did you did you get on you and Faz and that?" We were we were very very good friends from a, a very young age because 
Fazzy's dad, Peter, actually coached me at, at county level as a right. you know, he was either elevens or thirteens. We yeah. always had a great relationship. I was playing at, at Mayfield with with Oral, who, who he coached. Yeah. So we were family friends. We used to go around to the to the Farrells and, and you know spend time with with Andy and that as, as kids. And his 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 younger brother now, one of the twins, Chris, is is probably one of my best mates. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, if you treat uh, your mates like that, how do you treat? Yeah, your well, well, do you know what? They, and and that's what he always said to me. It's, yeah. That's the difference when you when you cross the whitewash. It's oh, it like is, friendship, mate, yeah. friendship. There's respect, but there's mutual respect both ways. But yeah. as in friendships, you know, that goes out the window when you, you're trying to win and you're certainly trying to win a Saints Wigan Derby. So yeah. uh, there's no thing in. And we've probably walked off arms around each other. Um, yeah. No one will remember that, though, will they? No, 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 you won't <laughs> want to remember that. I, mean, I remember uh, somebody somebody said, because um, he said, oh, obviously, you know, is he calling you a shit house and all that? I said, he weren't calling me. I said, he was calling Don Fanati. If you, if you look at where he's, he's aiming it. And, yeah, I think that's pretty obvious um, on the Because on the he gave it Dom for, for running in. Yeah. Uh, and everyone goes, and, I, and I, I replied to somebody on Twitter saying that, and Sam Tompkins jumped straight on it. He went, hey, don't, <laughs> don't spoil it, don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've had this since 2004, he says, you call your shit out. No, but it's, it's great. And you know what, it's funny, I uh, I get it, I must have get it 10,000 times over over Easter, every year, that video yeah. reappears and, you know, good the gold, good Friday game. So, yeah. But it's, it's great, great memories. Just a quick reminder that Boydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Egging. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Egging, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. You've been listening to Trot the Egging. Thanks to our sponsors, Boydell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egging and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.